Hello? Chris, it's Scott. Oh, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> totally excellent, dude. Oh, um, okay, cool. Well, what's up? <laughs> Not much, compadre. Just chilling out here at Mikasa. All right. Hey, uh, are you okay? You seem different. Oh, yeah, man, I'm totally tubular. I've just been listening to this bitchin' new podcast and scarfing down some zaz, you know? Right. Bitchin'. Totally. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and it's a completely gnarly new show that breaks down, analyzes, and discusses the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one shell kicking minute at a time! Wait, one minute at a time? Like, a whole episode dedicated to just, like, one minute of the movie? Oh, hey Scott, hold on a second. Dude, I have got a boss new podcast to show you. Oh my god, it's like totally rad, you're gonna freak. Hey Adam, Rachel, uh, come in I guess. Is that Scott? Put him on speaker. Yeah, he was just telling me about Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles Minute. Minute? Excellent. Excellent. Rad. Dude, dudette, how totally mondo is that show? Totally, man. I like scope so many fresh new knowledge nuggets. I feel like my brain is going to explode. Yeah, and it comes out every day of the week, so I can just max and relax and score some serious turtle time. Chris, you have to motor over to DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute right now. Yeah, okay, I, I just... Am I going to start talking like that? Yo, Connor, don't be a spaz. Yeah, be wicked. Bodacious. Righteous. Fresh. So, bro, what's it going to be? You going to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute or what? Well, I guess there's only one thing to say. Cowabunga! Yeah! yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, available July 31st on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And today we're knocking out Minute 19, which starts with Rocky checking out his stuff on Skid Row, and it ends with Rocky finally getting to the point. So Rocky accuses Mike of putting his stuff on Skid Row. Yes. I guess that's the... Uh, but this is like this is like a dramatic look he has. Like He looks at the bags, he looks at Mike, like he's like, this is... Apparently, putting yourself on Skid Row is probably one of the worst things that can happen to you because he's like looking around and he says it like, "You put my stuff on Skid Row." Yeah. Wow. Like you know. Oof. I mean, maybe they call it Skid Row for a well, reason. Skid Row. He's out on his ass. If you look up the definition of Skid Row. Hmm. Um, Metal band from the eighties. Ah, uh, what a good band! I remember. <laughs> was it? I remember you and you yeah, yeah, wild yeah. and oh, what a good song that was like. I remember you was one of those songs. You were growing up like our age, and that's when you were like into girls and and songs like "I Remember You" by Skid Row and the school dance. You would ask the DJ to play that <laughs> so you could dance with your every your rose gal. has its thorn by Poison. Um, yeah, "Never Say Goodbye" from Bon Jovi. That was a that was whew, that was the one. Home sweet home, right? That was the one, man. Um, <laughs> All right, so Skid Row. Skid Row is an impoverished area, typically urban. 
inhabited by the poor, homeless, or others considered disreputable or forgotten by society. So this is like, this is where all the forgotten people have gone. The people, you're down on your luck. You're out. You're, this is probably the last step before you're dead, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably the last thing Rocky needs at this time. Because... You, you figure, you, you got yelled at by your boss. You, you went to hit on your girl at the thing, you know, at the pet sh- shop. That didn't go well, as we said before. You got yelled at by your boss, and now you go, and your stuff is pretty much one step from out the door at the boxing gym. Like, this is a rough day, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is awful. So Rocky, the way he looks at his stuff on, on Skid Row and the way he looks at Mike, um, there's that, like, just below the surface anger that's going on. It, he, it's a lot of emotions. It's it's There's a just below the surface anger. There's just the... Like, look at his face. Like, he can't believe it. Yeah. Like, what, Shock. You know? and, and to Rocky's thing, and here's the thing, we're going to hear it a couple more times. He keeps throwing out the, you should have seen me. And you kind of get the feeling, does, is, does he think that he's better than he is at this point in his life? Does he think that he's more successful than he is? Where he's telling everybody, you should have seen me, but nobody's seeing him. And he feels disrespected. And he feels like nobody cares about his career. And, and you know, he's telling every like everybody he sees, you should have seen me. You know? So he, he does he feel like... He's that good where like everybody should be watching him and no one is and he can't figure out why and that's why now he comes here so he, he probably thinks everything's going great you know I, I'm great you should have seen me you should have seen me and now my stuff's on Skid Row. He's a 30 year old fighter who's making 40 bucks you know at a at a local club. Mm-hmm. You know I I I don't I can't see how he would view that as success. But he's bragging about the fight that he knocked out Spider Rico. You know, people, you know, yeah, knocked him out, like, as if it was an accomplishment. I don't know. But don't why know. does he keep telling people he should have seen me? If if, if I was a boxer and my career wasn't going well and, you know, I wouldn't be telling people you should have seen me. Right. People would be like, oh, can I come watch your fight? I'd be like, I'd rather you didn't. I'm not really <laughs> that great. But, like, he, I just feel like he thinks things are better than they are. And now this, coming here and, and your stuff's on Skid Row, he's just like, he's like, can't believe it. Like, yeah. you put my stuff on Skid Row? Like, but I knocked out Spider Rico yesterday in the second round, third round, second round? Second. I knocked out Spider Rico in the round, second round yesterday. Like my shit, my stuff should be, I should have the best locker on the place, kind of. <laughs> and but I'm on Skid Row? I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I, I can't see how you would view his life as successful. I mean, maybe he's, I, mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe he does think he's better. Is. And he's just waiting for the cards to fall his way. But we got another, uh, another uh, mention of this Mickey guy when Mike says with like almost like a fear like yeah he's definitely intimidated to do i gotta do it like you start to be who is this guy like who like every mike is clearly afraid of him Mm -hmm. you know uh you know and and mickey's like the boss tell him to do i gotta do it you know i'm wondering who at this moment with seeing rocky shocked and and angry when he's the way he says he says mickey tells me what to do i gotta do it right rock he looks intimidated you think he's intimidated more by mickey or rocky because Rocky's well, holding a fire extinguisher and he's going to cave in his head. He's, he he could he could be equally as intimidated as both of them. Rocky's an intimidating guy, you know. He's big. He's Mike's big. five feet tall. But if Mike had heard that Rocky didn't break Bob's thumbs like Gazo asked him to, then maybe Mike <laughs> wouldn't be so intimidated by him. Word is going around town. You know, like maybe he would have been intimidated by him yesterday, but you know, he knows. Whatever, but it's he's probably intimidated by both, and yeah. and he's kind of looking for, and it also looks like Mike, 
how I said before, how it looks like he doesn't want Rocky to go in the gym. He's trying to stop him. And now he's coming over to look on his face like, you know, I got I Mickey tells me to do it. I got to do it, right, Rock? Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't want to do this to Rocky. Like, I yeah, think yeah. this guy also likes Rocky. And, you know, everybody seems to like Rocky. This guy likes him and, and feels bad as what's happening to him. And he doesn't want to do this. But he's kind of a- affirmation, like, you know, like, I, I had to do what he tells me to do, right, Rock? Like, mm-hmm. you know, please agree with me. Don't be mad. Well, Rocky asks where Mickey is. And uh, Mike says he's working with Dipper. He's in a bad mood. And Rocky says, "So am I." Oh boy, shit's about to go down. Shit's about to get real. He is mad, and he and, <laughs> and the other thing is right as he's walking out, he hands Mike the fire extinguisher. <laughs> Take care. Of Put this. it down. Hang it back up. <laughs> like don't just he hands him the fire extinguisher. So Rocky walks uh, across the gym past the other fighters that are training. There's a trainer somewhere in the gym within earshot. Telling a fighter to keep your hands up, watch the right. It's just like a you know business as usual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not uh, until later where where Rocky brings everything to a screeching halt when mm-hmm. he yells at Mickey. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but he walks up to Mick and he goes, "Hey Mick," and then uh, Mick just growls at him. Shut up! Yeah. Well, here's the first uh, our first our first meeting with Mickey. This is where we first. Get to see who this guy is. And right off the bat, we could tell he's a salty old yeah. man. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's just, he's a little old man. So you're like, well, maybe it's not going to go down. Maybe Rocky's not going to beat Mickey up. Um, but yeah, he's definitely salt up to his eardrums. Yeah, he's not, he's a, he's an angry, salty old man. And he's just, you, you also get to see like the first, you kind of, when when when, he's, when Mike says uh, he's in a bad mood and Mike's like, so am I. Like you kind of start to, like I said before, it seems like the first beginning of this movie, they're just setting up relationships. Mm-hmm. Rocky Adrian, Rocky Gazzo. You start to see the building of these relationships. And this is our first, like, you can already tell that there's there's a special kind of relationship here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, we don't know what it is yet. I mean, we know what it is because we've seen the movie. But it's kind of like there's a tension, but there's some underlying thing. We later find out the underlying thing is that Mickey feels like Rocky wasted his life and could have been so much more than he was. And... But you don't know that yet, but you know something's up between these two. There's, again, there's a love-hate type of situation going on here. And, and just Mickey's first interaction, right? shut up. <laughs> just, <laughs> wow, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I want to touch on it tomorrow when their exchange is, is um, longer. But you definitely feel like there's some kind of, some some level of uh, a stressed relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Dipper's sparring in the ring. Uh, trainer's giving him instructions when Mickey yells. Mickey yells time. Dipper's done. Uh, so he turns his attention. Rocky goes, "What the hell? Or the hell? What do you want?" And Rocky goes, "How you feeling today?" <laughs> so Rocky was in a bad mood for getting his locker taken away, and that's that's you know you're, you're gonna go you're gonna go encounter him. You finally got your moment to say something. How you feeling today? And and finally. In a movie so far of awful comebacks, <laughs> there's finally a great comeback. When somebody's, you know, you'd expect like when somebody say, "How you feeling?" I'm fine. Why? What's the problem? Like, what? Like, why are you asking me that? Not, not Mickey. He comes back with a, what are you a doctor? <laughs> he a doctor or something? <laughs> but Rocky asks him twice. He goes, "How you feeling today?" Rocky goes, oh, "Mickey goes what?" And Rocky repeats it. "How you feeling today?" We doctor or something? <laughs> and then he asks, "What? You got a problem today?" And then Mickey says, "Never mind my problem. What's your problem?" Like this, this exchange is just, it's just it's weird. But like I said, you, you can tell like they're like they're just he's a salty old man. Rocky's 
you know, in a bad way. Like they have, but they, you can, they're not angry at each other. You can tell there's some kind of relationship here. Now, Rocky, um, finally getting to the point without all this small talk, he wants to know why he was thrown out of his locker. And it ends here. Um, you know, Mickey starts, starts to say because dip and then it cuts. Yeah. So, I mean, but, well, but Mickey, Mickey, this is our first time we get to see him and, and, um, you know, he just looks like an old boxing trainer. He's got that has that look to him. An old, small old guy. Um, he obviously doesn't look like he ever was a boxer or you know successful boxer. Um, we come to find out he was. I don't right, know how well, successful, but a boxer nonetheless. Um, but you know what? I found something interesting. Um, this is our first time of hearing his voice. Yeah. And his voice was something that I watched an interview with Sylvester Stallone that he talked about Mickey's voice. And he was saying when he was casting Mickey, he said he wanted um, someone who fit the part of like an unrealized human being, he said. Someone with potential, but the potential was never tapped. And he kind of alluded to Burgess Meredith that he had been an actor for since the 30s and was a great actor and was a, you know, but he wasn't at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't at the top of a list of great actors and he feels like he should have been. And that's what he kind of wanted. But he said something about his voice. He said, he said his voice... Um, was the voice of every unrealized man who entered this incredible pugilistic world and never had succeeded. And they were frustrated, they were vulnerable. And that was kind of like, he got that just from his voice. And Mickey has that raspy, uh, gravelly, we keep using the word salty, we use a little salty a lot in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. That salty old man voice who's just, you know, angry and and we don't know why yet, but we, you know, we figure it all out later. But his Mickey's voice is a legendary. You know, when you think of Mickey, you think of you know his voice in Rocky, the way he talked. Also, the Penguin, but um, yeah. But it was just weird that Sylvester Stallone said he was captivated by his voice, like right from the very beginning. And the other thing he said about Burgess Meredith when he read for the part was that he goes, he you know he, this was in the seventies. He's been, he's been acting since the thirties. Mm-hmm. So by my calculations, that's forty years, <laughs> forty plus, forty plus years. But he said when he came in, he said he had like the enthusiasm of a child. Like he came in to read for the part with with preparations, with like different voices and characters and and mannerisms. And he said he was just he was excited about the part. And Sylvester said he didn't expect this guy who had been acting for so long to come in and have that much enthusiasm. I think it was on the commentary, um, Stolen's commentary. When we meet Mick, um, he tells a story. Uh, no, maybe it was Avildsen who said it, or one of the producers. God damn it, I can't remember. Okay. But they said that um, Lee Strasberg auditioned for the part, and but he just wanted way too much money. And uh, Burgess Meredith and Lee Strasberg were friends, so after Mickey, um, Mickey pretty much got the part before he walked out of the audition. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lee uh, Lee Strasberg calls up Burgess Meredith later on that night just to you know check up on life, see how things are going. And uh, Burgess Meredith asked him, like, oh, what are you working on when you got something coming up? And uh, Strasberg said, yeah, you know, I just auditioned for this part, Mickey, in this movie Rocky that's coming out. He's like, I think I did real good. I think I, I got a shot at the part. And But Burgess Meredith already knew that he had it. So he's kind of just, he had no idea that Strasberg um, auditioned for it. So he's sitting there on the, he didn't tell him on the phone, um, but he's just sitting there knowing that his his buddy auditioned for the same part as him and. He got it over him. But you would think the character, Mickey, wouldn't have handled it like that. Like, ah, I already got that part. <laughs> You're a bum. I already got it. <laughs> oh, everybody's a bum. Yeah. But no, this is, um, you know, Mickey, he saw him on the street. He looks like a homeless person almost. Like, yeah. 
dresses real drab. He's got the hat on, doesn't cover his ears. Everybody who's you know seen this movie does like a Mickey impression. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. I tried a couple times a few <laughs> seconds ago. And... Yeah. yeah, and you blew out the eardrums of everybody listening. Well, hey. That's all I got for today. Yeah. Um, we'll get more into Mickey and Dipper tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. In the meantime... Let, uh, let the fans recover from their uh, ears bleeding. Yeah, yeah, when your ears stop bleeding, uh, head over to Facebook and join our listeners group called Mighty Mix. And... Uh, Twitter, find us on Twitter at the Rocky Minute. Nope, 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 nope. Just at Rocky Minute, not okay. the, no the, just at Rocky Minute. And you can find us and all our friends on duelinggenre.com. And uh, go over to moviesbyminutes.com. If you have a favorite movie, chances are there's a minute by minute podcast of it. And come back tomorrow and uh, we'll continue the conversation here on the next Rocky Minute.